0: find what your true purpose is and that intersects with the activity that you're doing on a daily basis. It becomes a very fulfilling purpose that you're living.
1: The only thing there's a guarantee of that if you continue doing the work and you stay longer than anyone else did, just the way you said that no matter, you can't beat me because I'll keep coming back. That's the only thing that guarantees you'll do better than what you definitely will if you did not.
2: You're tuned into The Alpha Coach Podcast. They say to learn something new, you must unlearn first. In order to refill your cup, you have to first empty it. Unless it's a great glass of malt. Um, I'd say devour it first, savour it, enjoy it and then refill it. And don't think of emptying it so soon. Guys, all right, jokes apart. This is the Alpha Coach podcast. My name is Glenn Sildana. I am a radio host and a podcaster. We've got the founder, CEO of Alpha Coach, Keitan, with us. What's happening, my man? All well, man. How are you? Very good, yeah, very good. Today, we've got a very special guest over here who's uh, going to be giving us, like I always say, her Vishesh Tipri on life. What needs to be done in order to succeed? How can one succeed even in the most difficult circumstances? Keitan, you want to do the honors?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, Monica Mascarenas is a guest of honor today. Uh, She is a success and transformation coach. Uh, What she does is help you sort of break through your own barriers... Uh, give you a lot of clarity of thought, uh, practice gratitude for what you've got, and just to basically just become a lot more confident as a person, right? Uh, and given the fact that I went through my own journey, uh, you know, with Tim Grover, as I always say, right? Uh, I've experienced the power of, you know, doing all of this myself and seeing how far I've come over the past two, three years that I've been working with him. And uh, that's where, you know, we sort of connected and she comes and brings all of that value to us. And that's why we said, let's invite her to the podcast so people know what, you know, she can do and how she can help. So I've heard of a lot of coaching.
2: There is obviously fitness coaching, there is, uh, you know, mind coaching, there is uh, a life coach, there is a, you know, career coach. What is a success coach? Monica, decode this for us.
0: Thanks, Glenn, and thanks, Ketan, for having me here. This is really exciting. Um, So you've asked a really important question in terms of what is success coaching. A lot of people, unfortunately, have it backwards, right? So we're looking at success as something external to us, the next paycheck, the next promotion, the next car, the next big house. Um, And this is great because then you're accumulating something. But at at a certain point, you realize that you're not finding that happiness that you really wanted. You know, you're still bored, you're still frustrated. So why is it? So I think success really begins with defining what is my true purpose? What really makes me come alive, right? What do I enjoy doing? And when you have your activity, that is the work that you're doing, which is aligned with the purpose that you have, and that's an internal compass we all have. I mean, Ketan followed his compass of fitness, Right. Uh, you followed your compass. I'm following my compass of being a catalyst for change. And so when you find what your true purpose is and that intersects with the activity that you're doing on a daily basis, it becomes a very fulfilling purpose that you're living. And it's not just work in life. You become that person both in work as well as life. There's no demarcation. Right. right. And that's what that feeling of fulfilling your purpose is really what success is. So you
2: basically try and help people understand their purpose. Absolutely. Wow. That's very interesting because I've heard this time and again from people who have said this to me that we've got everything, but we still feel empty. We're not happy. We don't feel content. We've got the money, but we don't have the time and we're not enjoying the money. And I'm sure each of us at some point of time has felt that. So success coaching is basically trying to understand the true purpose. Yes. Wow. But you know, Monica, very honestly, a lot of people I know, in my personal opinion that I have come across also, Ketan, have had problems and issues with uh, self. Uh, there have been a lot of reasons why they haven't succeeded. And it could be procrastination. It could be fear. Fear plays a very, very big role. Uh, one reason I know a lot of people feel that they can't move ahead is because they believe that they don't deserve. They don't deserve better. They feel that, no, this mere written mein my tha, hmm. so I need to be here. This is where I am. And it's okay to be feel content with life. But when you start believing that this is what is meant to be, I think there could be a slight issue. So how do you deal with all of these obstacles? Because they, they're always coming in the way of your success.
0: Okay, so that's a, another brilliant point which comes into success coaching, which is really understanding that we've all built a story about ourselves from the time we are young. Right. So we built this story about ourselves as to who we are, who we are not, what we can do, what we can't do based on things that we heard from our peers, our teachers, our parents. And also it's based on conventional methods of success, conventional benchmarks of what is success. Like I said, you know, getting those 90 percent marks or getting that next paycheck. And so what happens is that when we fail or we think we failed at some things, then we want to keep our sales safe from that. Let me give you an example of what that means. Um, let's just say that, you know, I was asked to take part in an elocution competition and I had to stand in front of a whole bunch of people and talk. And I forgot my lines because I was so nervous and people laughed at me. I've decided that's it. I'm never going to do this again because I want to protect the story of me. I can't be laughed at. So the story of me really is about two things. looking, The, the fear of looking uncool And the fear of rejection. So I want to protect myself no matter what from those two things. And that becomes my watertight story, which I build on even when I'm a grown-up. So for example, now if I want to stand in front of a board meeting and talk, that emotion of that fear when I was a child comes flashing back and I go, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. That's not me. I can't do that. Right? So the fear is actually built in from a very, very young age.
2: So you're saying conditioning and all of these stories that we have built for ourselves mentally... They don't leave us. They don't have. They don't expire. They in fact carry on as we become adults. And like right. you said, they just have their flashbacks at unexpected moments. Yes. Wow. Wow. This. 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 This is really. This is really cool piece of information that yeah. she's just given us. And uh, <clears throat> she's dropping some truth bombs out here, Ketan. I'm telling you, some No, crazy, no absolutely. I crazy do... truth bombs. I'm going to come to you now. Oh. We've been speaking about fears, and Monica explained to us how the fear starts, where the inception of fear begins and how conditioning changes us, how we have these stories of who I am and what I should be and what I could be and all of these things. Tell us about uh, one of your fears, man, something that that has, you know, not let you move ahead.
1: Yeah, I mean, super flawed, like everybody, right? <laughs> and everybody's got this conditioning, um, you know, like Monica mentioned that we'll carry those through the years. Right. So what if I do this? What do people think? You know, the Typical log kya
2: kahenge this
1: thing, right? Okay, yeah, sochenge. we said this yes, last time. Agar right. Unko bhi do, thoda sa. Yeah, so I mean, honestly, that that those kind of things have held me back for so long, right? So I mean, my typical example is my job. Uh, I love doing what I doing uh, what I love doing over there and it was it was good while it you know was there. But after sense of point you lose a uh, sense of purpose there, you know, you have a good life, you've got everything going for you. And uh, so how do you come out of that at some point of time, right? And what if I make the jump? What if I, uh, what will people think that, you know, when, if I move in and say, do my own business at some point of time, et cetera, et cetera. So all those things start to take a toll on you and start to think that what will other people think, what will, what if I'm considered a failure? What if I'm considered uncool, as you mentioned, right? So at that point of time, I need to steady myself and think about, okay, you know what, this is what I really want. And that's why you know I just gotta go and get going for it, right? It's it's things we do because, as uh, I think I think Gary Vee somebody said it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like you know you 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 buy things to impress people you don't uh, know. Uh-huh. or you don't like in any case and you buy things that you don't need to impress people you don't like or something like that so I don't even remember what that exact phrase is but it's something like that I get the emotion what you're yeah. saying
2: It's a, basically what you're trying to say is that the biggest fear has always been lo kya kahenge and yeah. you overcame that fear and you said hey man it's okay, I was doing a job, I was being paid really well, I was having a great, I was having great financial stability, but I wanted to do something for myself. Correct. Like exactly like what Monica mentioned initially, you found your calling and you decided to stick by it because you were aligned with that goal and you felt fulfilled when you took up uh, this whole task of starting the Alpha Coach application. Absolutely. Wow. See, you have got to get your goals aligned with what you really desire and not what people desire yeah
1: it, it th- with that then you align everything towards you know the, uh, what you actually want to do because from doing something that you are good at to doing something that you're great at because you love it so much mm-hmm. is just makes a whole lot of a difference right
2: and also doing something that people think you are great at please avoid that you know there are a lot of people who think that you are great at this and you are great at that you should be doing this and you should be doing that because they think this idea of you either being a you know a doctor or an engineer or somebody you know of that yeah. status uh would put you in a higher place in society please understand do what you love and love what you do it's very peaceful and it's very awesome i liked what you said man it made a lot of sense you know try not impressing society so much uh it's hard but we're going to try and decode these rules so monica i personally feel this that everybody who's seen light has seen a lot of darkness mm. We speak to you in capacity of a success coach. I'm sure you've had your own obstacles, your own problems. Mm -hmm. You have walked the dark road. And it is alone and lonely Mm. out there. So tell us about one such incident or one such story in your life where you've overcome an obstacle. And what are the things that you have done? Like what, What were your tricks over there that helped you in this task?
0: Yeah, so thanks, Glenn, for asking that question. And I think this links back to the first question you asked where we talked about purpose. So I spent 10 years in corporate communications, where you know I was I was in a safe job. I was getting a monthly salary. I was moving up the corporate ladder. I was getting those designations, but deep inside, I was really frustrated and and bored. And I was like, How long am I going to keep doing this, right? But you know, the the push was the the salary and the designation and what, like you said, what society thought was success, ideal, success. Uh, ideal quantifiable, right? quantifiable, tangible. It's coming to you. Right. It's 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 you know it's security so you're getting it and um, my inner calling was really about I wanted to make a difference in people's lives right so I had a transition from a corporate safe nine-to-five job to something where I was actually making a difference and that means learning from scratch and you're absolutely right this is a really really dark place where you go because you face a lot of you know um resistance from people who know you and and you know they, they want you to stay the same because then you're not going to take extra time to do your work you're not going to you know become this different person who they don't know and so not only are you dealing with this initial, internal upheaval but you're also dealing with the external resistance so that is an extremely dark place and you want to be able to have a lot of support you want to be able to have a lot of professional guidance during that time. Also, probably a community that can support you through that. So for me, it was really the transition from corporate to being an entrepreneur. It was that transition from having a safe and secure job to moving out and just following following that calling. Because it was two years of no payment at all.
2: What did you do? How did you keep your uh, spirits up? Like. Do you there is something that keeps you going what was that one thing that kept you going it
0: was my purpose i had discovered what my purpose was and once you have that in mind it's like switching on a gps then you know go, like google maps will um,
2: navigate and tell you where to yeah, go yeah
0: it'll redirect every time there's a failure there's an obstacle there's a resistance there's a pushback you don't see failure as failure anymore it's just a redirection so wow that was my turning Fantastic. point point. Fantastic. and yeah. it's
2: so important right like to find that purpose. We're going to understand how can one find purpose in life yeah. through you with your knowledge and with your expertise. But I'll tell you how I deal with my fear. So I had this really brilliant life coach. Bhavna. hats off to you, man. Uh, she said this very important thing. She taught me this very important thing and I spoke to her about a certain fear that I had. And she said, you know, you people will make blanket statements at you saying that, forget about the fear. Seize the day. Mm-hmm. Do this and do that and, you know, manifest this and manifest that. But something that is so deeply ingrained inside you will take some time to go. It is always going to be there. Just imagine, think of this fear as a black box. Put all those fears in that box. It's not going away, but you can take that box, shift it behind and not keep it in your periphery. Now you will know the next step. What What's the next step that you need to do? What is the, what is the next thing that needs to be done? Take small steps, take baby steps. We all plan for 10 years hence. Plan the next moment and then the next moment will flow. So I think that's how I dealt with a certain fear that I had deep within. But talking about fear, fear, the inception of fear, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned earlier, happens at a very, very early stage. I have managed to find a balance between my fears and to work and to go ahead in life. Mm. There are a lot of people I know who can't do that. It's hard. You know, this, this podcast is not about just talking to people and telling them oh it's very cool you can do this you can do that but it's really hard i have been there i know how tough it is can you help us all understand where does this fear originate you said it originates from conditioning but can you give us a deeper understanding of where does this fear originate from
0: so another great question because the only thing keeping us back from achieving our dreams what we truly want to do is fear right and and fear is inbuilt in the brain it's our survival instinct you know so when we were in caves and we came out and we saw a saber-toothed tiger, if you didn't feel fear, you would have been eaten up. So this is the primary function of our brain. But you need to understand very clearly that now in modern age um, living, there's no saber-toothed tiger. But the moment your boss sends you a message, you're going, oh my God, or there's an email that comes in, that same stress response is activated. It's called the fight or flight response. Um, The first thing you want to ask is, am I in physical danger? Is a tiger or a train or a car coming racing at me? Or am I going to you know, physically be in danger if I fall off something or is someone close to me in physical danger? And if I'm not, I want to be able to take a pause. And this is where being present and mindfulness comes in and say, hang on a second, what am I really scared of? Am I making up stories in my head that I'm scared of? So let's just say, You know, my boss sends me an email and says, hey, Monica, can you come in about that project you sent in? I want to discuss that. And immediately I'm going, oh, my God, you know, I think I I screwed up on that. And and it's, oh, my God, I'm going to be fired. Oh, my God, I'm not going to get a job now. You know, so I've really gone into the future and I've made up all these stories. And the brain can't distinguish between present moment danger and made up danger in our imagination.
2: I loved what she just said. Yeah. wow, this is something that's very interesting. So your brain can't s- understand this.
0: Right, it can't. It, it sees that as the same thing. right? And so if I'm making up stories, whether it's about a positive future or about a terrible fear, you know, if I follow my passion, I'm gonna be bankrupt and, and I'm gonna be on the streets and everyone's gonna laugh at me. The brain actually believes that. It's as if it's happening right now. And that's it. I'm, I'm safe, I'm in my comfort zone, I don't wanna move out because I think that's real thoughts create your emotions so the moment i'm thinking about a catastrophe that's happening in the future it's immediately producing a chemical reaction which is my emotion which is fear and that emotion is what the body is taking as a signal to fight fight or flight it's not thinking about that it's not happening right now it's already happening because the fear is already happening in the body
2: your
1: body is already responding
2: it's already responded yeah yeah. wow wow so you're saying that's how the fear originates then uh, you mentioned a very interesting point about how one can distinguish between good fear, bad fear. Take a break, pause, yes. be in the moment and try and try to analyze whether right. this is going to cause you harm or not and then move ahead.
0: Yeah, this so the best it. way to do that is to to distinguish between fact and story. So the fact is, my boss has sent me an email saying, please come in for a discussion. And then I'm like, anything over and above that is an assumption and a story. So you if you get clear about these two things, you can eliminate fear really, really easily.
1: Interesting. Yeah. No, but 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 yeah. So I think I think I completely subscribe to that. The other part which I will will I will sort of counter over there is that there's there's fact and there's story, and uh, sometimes you have not done the work. Then that's a fact also, which is why that a is, lot of people is, get stressed. That is
0: still fact. It's yeah. Not it's a story. So it's
1: exactly. That's what that part's a fact. So what happens? And is, and, and,
0: and this is great. Thanks for uh, you know raising that because. Taking ownership and responsibility for everything I've created is a big part of success coaching. So if, like Ethan said, I've not done a good job on the project, that's a fact. And I want to take responsibility. A lot of people will say, oh, my boss is making my life so hard. And, you know, this company doesn't appreciate me. But it's a fact. I need to own up if I've not done a good job. And that's a big part of success, coaching. So right, thanks right, for bringing right.
1: that up. No, exactly. So most stress and fear all comes on from the fact, you know, when either you are doing something that you don't absolutely just don't enjoy, when you find everything to be a chore, you've been pushed to be doing something. You know, like you said, doctor, Bano, engineer, bano, this, that. Yeah. You've been pushed yeah. into those things. You yeah. just don't enjoy it. Uh, you know, those kind of things actually cause you a lot of stress because you just don't align yourself with that purpose at all. Right. The second biggest reason is when you like, uh, like we just discussed, is when you are not done your job, and that's the only thing. Like actual hard work in the pursuit of your own purpose will make you yeah. physically tired, but that's the best sleep you'll always get. Like you will be physically tired, but you'll never be stressed. You'll always go home thinking, "I've had such a good day." Yeah, you've achieved you know? something. You've you finished... achieved something. Yeah, yeah. So it's those stories, so those what ifs, those things that come up, which we tell ourselves, those stories that we tell ourselves, are exactly what you know holds people back. All the time. You know, what if this goes wrong? What if my boss is angry with me because yeah. I'm not done it? But all of this is probably an assumption. Right. right.
0: So, Ketan, that's another great point that you've made that The connection between me doing a good job and my purpose. If I'm aligned with my purpose, I don't need my boss to motivate me or something external to motivate me right. to do a good job. You're internally
2: motivated as a human I'm, being, as a person. I'm
0: going to put my all into it. Like, Ketan you was really telling me a everything. story yesterday about how he took a presentation and worked into midnight to like, you know, make it look great. That doesn't come from someone pushing you to do it. That has to come from Internal. your purpose.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But you know, we're speaking about um, how you have to be aligned with your purpose and how you will find joy, how one will find joy if you are aligned with your purpose. My question is, how do you find that purpose? It's, it's so very hard. Simple.
0: Really? So it's very, very simple. So there's this book called uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And it's about moving from your zone of excellence into your zone of genius and the difference is and the zone of excellence is basically when you're just outperforming anyone in your in your line of work but the zone of genius is when you are doing something for the love of doing it like I would want to do this all my life and not get paid for it because I just enjoy doing it what is that one thing that could be either talking to people and getting to know their life purpose or it could be you know doing something like what you're doing or doing fitness whatever that is and again this comes back to what do I love doing that can make me come alive you know so that's your purpose But yeah, also... it's,
1: it, it, it's exactly how um, you know what would you do if money was never an issue what would you do with your day every single day if money was not an issue if, if you didn't paid. have to go out and earn, yeah Right. if you didn't have to pay any bills what would you do
2: but again that brings me to a very valid question that money is important right I mean at the end of the day like You have to pay your bills. 100% agree. 100% agree. I'd love to do this all my life, but I still have to pay bills. So, even in that, how does one find their purpose? How does one find, okay, this is what I want to do. Like, for example, I love being on stage. I know I come alive. Like, even if I'm injured and I'm going through an injury, nursing an injury, I know if I'm on that stage, I will feel a healing. And that's how I have found my purpose. I was lucky to find that. Uh, How... People listening to us right now, how, how will they find this purpose for themselves?
0: So I think a lot of people already know what their purpose is. They'll be like, you know, I would love to do something in adventure sports. I would just love to do something where I'm, you know, doing something with a meditation retreat. I would love to do something where I'm, you know, cultivating organic uh, vegetables or fruits. But, you know, the money. Um, and so I think ketan's a great example of that, right? So while he was doing his day job, he started doing this. So that's a great way of kind of having a buffer to say, okay, let me also do this because I know money is an issue. Because the last thing you want to do is to jump into something without he- having savings, right. and then you're worrying about the savings. But it all, com- again, this com- comes down to success coaching and understanding what's my why. And it's not so much the getting of immediate tangible returns, that's success, but who I'm being. Right? And what I will be who I'm being right now so a lot of people say when I become successful at Alpha Coach I'm going to feel great no you've got to feel that right now right so it's about who you are being first and then the money will come right because like I said when I moved into facilitation and coaching there was two years of no earning at all nothing zilch in fact I was spending to go to places and learn Um, but it was who I'm being I said this is who I am this is my purpose this is what I want to do and so the money will eventually come. There's no way it won't come. So there's, there's finding the purpose, and there's an intersection between that and serving people. So I can't say I love reading books. I'm going to read books the rest of my life because that's really what makes me come alive. I'm not serving anyone. Right. Right. So it has to coincide with how do, how is it serving other people? How is it making enhancing their lives?
2: Enriching their lives.
0: In some way. Right. Whether it's you, you know, enhancing their lives by talking to them in the morning on the radio or by Ketan helping them get more fit or by me helping them be more uh, p- grow more personally it has to enhance other people's lives for you to make the money yeah, and it, then it's going it's to come it's a
1: social it's, construct right you have to you have to, to coexist yeah. everybody has to bring something everybody to the has table to Absolutely. Right? Uh, it it's also how commerce works it's how everything works right whether you're doing a dinner with family everybody helps around It's not just a one-person job. If you're doing dinner with friends, it's a potluck. You do commerce. Everybody pitches in something. Somebody pays you money. You give them some services. Right, right. So so at the end of the day, if you believe that your services or your intelligence or something, whatever that you bring is helping the other person. Right. And that's fair for what he's bringing back. Mm -hmm. There'll always be a positive incremental value that's going out. Right? That's how that's how the infinite game is played because everything just grows that's yes. why everybody gets more prosperous over time it's not a zero sum where you mm-hmm. know one person wins and another loses it's always right. a win win
2: very well put yeah you know uh, there's this concept called resetting in mm-hmm. success coaching and um, what i have, what i've understood through everything that you've spoken you've spoken about how one needs to find their purpose align themselves and have that belief system that it's happening in the present for them but all of this will require some amount of resetting yes. because we've been conditioned for so many years to believe a certain way. And we believe the story of us, which you very interestingly put, that we have this story of us. I am this way and I am that way. And this is what I do. And obviously, we're doing all of this to protect ourselves. Can you explain to me the reset story?
0: Yeah. So, Glenn, after you've been able to come to understanding what is your true purpose, what is that thing that makes you come alive? Right? Aligning it with not as it doesn't make me come alive, but it's also serving people, you know, in the larger community or the, or the place that I'm living in. Then you want to be able to go towards actually accomplishing that goal. And then what's going to happen is you're going to come across obstacles, not outside, but mainly within you. Stop doing that. You can't do it. It's not safe. You're not going to get a paycheck every month what are people going to think about you? What if they say no to you? Oh my God, like, are you serious? No, you can't do this. I don't think you're worthy enough to do this. They can do it, but you can't do it. And you're going to hear this over and over. It comes out in guilt. It comes out in fear. It comes out in, you know, procrastination as an outward behavior. That's what you know is your obstacles. And that's what we call unlearning. So you want to unlearn all these things that you've learned that have, you know, kind of become layers on top of who you truly are. And remove all those layers and so that's what the resetting really is
2: and how does that happen through success coaching you're taught how to uh peel off those layers
0: yeah so first you understand what the layers are you understand what the negative self-talk is you understand what the negative self-judgment is about yourself about what you shouldn't do what you can't do what you can never be able to do um and then you go back and introspect okay why why should i not and really once you actually start asking even simple questions and scratching below the surface, you realize they're completely baseless. You know stories that we just formed. Uh, you know out of childhood memories or childhood something that happened. Um, you can do this with a coach, absolutely. You can do this with a peer group. Uh, you can do this with, uh, you know, a group workshop, for example, to just go a little deeper into understanding why am I so scared? What's really behind it? And you realize a lot of the times it's just a veil of illusion. And once you pass through it, there's nothing there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No, actually, makes a lot of sense because a lot of times I've personally noticed I like a certain story of myself. Now, what you're telling me when I'm listening to what you've said, there are times where I've refused to do XYZ tasks or I've said I'm not going to do this is because I've created a story and said if I do this and I fail, so I've already you know, put faces to the people who laugh at me. Yes. I have already put situations out there. I've already made an Abbas Bastan film out of my life with many complications, twists and turns. And I've already told myself, this will be the end. But we all have that one mantra. When things go wrong, we apply that one mantra to help us go on in life. Like for me, personally, it's I love this line which says, you can't beat me because I don't give up. So I'll keep doing the work. I will keep at it. I will be there. I will show up. I will perform. What's your mantra when things go not the way you've thought they would?
1: This is exactly what you said, right? You will be there. You will show up. You'll do the work, right? So it's basically what, what puts us off is mostly as Monica has been saying, the stories that we tell ourselves, the judgment we've created, all the stuff we've made up in our mind, the big what-ifs, so people start to want to know what they'll achieve before they even do the work. So they'll start to say, okay, how many kgs am I going to lose when I start this program? What if I don't make it? Well, how will I manage it within my schedule? But, you know, to answer any of these questions, right, you will only know it once you actually start doing it. When you start putting in a little bit of work, you'll start to say, okay, you know what, okay, I can probably get up half an hour early and fit it in. Uh, if I eat a little bit less and I start counting, okay, you know what, these are the two, three things I shouldn't eat during the day and I'll be actually okay, right? So if you simply just start doing the work, the things start to unravel in front of you and you'll start to realize that, oh my God, actually this is doable. right? Huh. And the other thing is, people start to procrastinate and do everything by you know wanting guarantees upfront. Like life is a guarantee, right? I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah, so they they want to also okay, but can I lose 10 kgs? Can I do this? If I start this business, can I can I become you know successful? Or if I get this job, will I get a promotion? Whatever, right? At the end of the day, but who, there are no guarantees. Not everybody who starts a business will become Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. No chance, right? They
2: can definitely become Ketan.
1: No, hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> but but not everybody then will who starts a fitness journey will get a six pack. It's obviously you know reserved for those who really put in that much that extreme amount of work. It takes a long time. It takes the environment that you actually live in all the time. You need to live with like-minded people. You need to work around like-minded people. So all of these things eventually will form part of how you get to that end result, right? So there are no guarantees as such. The only thing there's a guarantee of that if you continue doing the work and you stay longer than anyone else did, just the way you said that no matter, you can't beat me because I'll keep coming back. It's that, you know, fall seven times, get up eight kind of thing. That's the only thing that guarantees you'll do better than what you definitely will if you did not, right? So the only part to failure will be if you don't put in the work and that's guaranteed. But there is no guarantee to success unless you just keep doing the work and, you know, you'll get there eventually. There's only
2: one guarantee is the guarantee that you will put in the work, you will be consistent you, and you will show up. You
1: can, you can, you should worry about or think about what you can control, right? There are process goals, which you know you have to wake up, go to your training. I'm talking about fitness again, but do all the things correctly. The outcome goals is again a mix of a lot of things. You know, your environment, your luck, what went well that day did not go, etc. Cetera, et cetera, the economy in you know, a business and whatnot. So those things you can't control. So most people think about the outcomes and start getting stressed knowing fully well that they can't control 80% of that and stop don't even consider the processes that they need to do to get the work done so that's the most important thing
2: Iska reel banna chahiye Ye jo bola hai one minute ka real, we will take out okay moving on you know he said a very interesting thing about how you can only control what is within your control and the outcome and all of these things can't be controlled Monica what is that one mantra for you uh, that keeps you going even when things don't go right?
0: Who I'm being so I think like what you and Ketan just said it's, it's about am I being committed? Am I being and taking full responsibility for what I'm thinking and feeling? Am I com- committed to taking action even when you know I see a redirection and I won't call it a failure? Um, am I committed to learning instead of backing down and saying oh no this won't work? Right? What is the learning from that thing that didn't work out? So who am I really being? Am I waiting for someone out there to come and help me and save me um, and you know, keep me safe? Or is it my mindset and my thoughts to, to saying, you know, I can control what I think, everything else flows from there. So I think that's my biggest shift with the coaching, to understand that everything we see in the world is actually originating from what we think.
1: It's beautiful, actually. So you know, this is this reminds me of the thing. Uh, you know, there is this concept called the "do have be" framework. Okay, wherein most people say, "I need to do X things, then I will get something, and then I will be successful." So if I uh, if I do so much work, I will have so much money, and then I will be successful. Right. Right. But the that's a little bit different, uh, because then you're always living in the future and you're saying, okay, you know what, if I do this, when I do that, etc, etc. the things that, you know, you put so many uh, hurdles to just being and feeling good about yourselves. And what Monica just said, and she's an expert at this, and she said, it's who I'm being. So first you start with the being. I know I'm happy with where I am, and I know that I'm committed to a purpose, so I will definitely do what I have to do, and then I will have all that money or success or whatever. So if you just switch the do have, be, into be, do, have, then you suddenly just switch everything and you start being happy from day one rather than saying, you know, at some point I'll be happy with myself.
2: Yeah, in short, it's about uh, finding your happiness at this moment. We as human beings are always finding happiness in the future. That if I do this, maybe I will be happy when I achieve that. Maybe when I have this materialistic uh, happiness or maybe when I have this car or paycheck or this or that, this or that, this or that that is constantly, you know, we're constantly oscillating between this and that, this and that if we are present at this particular moment and say okay this is what i have this is what i can do which is within my capacity and i'm going to do the best i'm going to put in my best with all my heart and all my soul into this particular task i will try everything i can and then leave it in the universe out there for things to work its magic i think be present having gratitude and being happy for what you have right now at this moment is most essential now will make you wow, wow. All right, uh, I just want to check if you still have your glass of malt. Remember the one that I mentioned in the beginning, if it's half full, half empty. yeah, no? You haven't finished it yet, take your time. Guys, I'm kidding. This is the Alpha Coach Podcast. I'm signing off. My name is Glenn Khetan, and Monica with us. Thank you, guys.